Howdy friends, welcome to Fear Not, a limited series podcast on discerning God's will for your life. My name is Father Brian Park. I am a priest of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis and the chaplain for Net Ministries. Joining me for this podcast is Sister Carolyn from the Franciscan Sisters of the Martyr St. George in Alton, Illinois, and Father Angelus from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal in New York City. For our final episode, our topic is going to be God makes his will known to us in human ways. What does that mean? You see, as Christians, we believe in Jesus Christ, who is the God-man. God himself is invisible. You can't see God. God is pure spirit. But in Jesus Christ, in the sending of his son, the second person of the Trinity, God now has taken on a human nature in Christ, in Jesus, and now God has a human face. God speaks with a human voice in Jesus. God loves with a human heart, the sacred heart of Jesus. And so the whole logic of the incarnation is that God reveals himself to us in human ways. This is a basic spiritual principle. If God is gonna communicate something to me, like his will for me, this is what this whole podcast is about, then it's gotta be in a way that I can understand. I'm not a squirrel, I'm not a rock, I'm not a tree, I'm not a dog, I'm a human being. So if God wants to communicate something to me, he has to do it in a human way. And again, this is what makes the, the incarnation so so logical, it makes so much sense that God would become a human being like me in all things but sin so that I might fully understand his will for me. And so this applies very much to discernment because one of the key ways that God makes his will known for me is through those very practical human ways through we often talk about it's like opening and closing doors. We, we talked about college earlier in a previous podcast. I apply to one school. I apply to another school. I get accepted at both. Oh, no, I don't know what God wants me to do. I apply for a scholarship at both. I get a great scholarship at one. I get an okay scholarship at another one. Hmm, I wonder where God is calling me to go. Oh, it's probably the one I got the great scholarship at, right? That's very human. That's very practical. And so today's this last little episode, we want to talk about these um, these ways to practically how God speaks to us in, in human ways. Sister, do you want to kick us off some of your thoughts? Yeah, it's so interesting to me because so often uh, people are like shaking door handles to get something that they want and there's a wide open door right next to them. It's like, no, like really this, like right here. And if you walk through it, you might find something even greater than you're trying to get behind that closed door. So that's something I always um, encourage people to just be aware of, like where am I shaking door handles and where are the open doors that are flinging open before me? Uh, I remember I kind of mentioned in a previous episode about kind of the explosion in my heart that I had when I visited Franciscan University and knew I was supposed to go to school there. When I interviewed for the job, knew I was supposed to take the job. And when I visited here at uh, the, the, com- the community and knowing that I was supposed to take this, uh, this next step and follow the Lord here, having uh, gone home on my first home visit as a postulant, first year in the convent, and a priest that I had known since I was 16 saw me and he said, you're so you. <laughs> And, and he'd known me for a long time, and it hadn't been an easy year by any stretch of the imagination. That year is kind of like a detox year. But having someone who had known me for as long as he had be able to say that uh, was actually something that really just deeply moved me. And I, I've gone back to him many times. Like, even he could see it, that there was something that was made me me when I walked through this door. 
for me, Father, it's a, it's, it's awesome discerning with young guys. And I think guys who are discerning um, religious life or priesthood, but also do a lot of spiritual direction with young men discerning marriage. Like the first question always is not actually a spiritual one. It's actually, what does your heart desire? Tell me about the desires of your heart. And it's so funny, sister. I don't know if you experienced this too. People are afraid of their hearts. They're afraid of their desires. You're like, well, no, I, I don't, they get all caught up in not wanting to talk about what they, you desire. But if you're living in the state of grace, if you're trying to live a life of charity and, and you're, you're living a prayer life, then you can start to begin to open up your heart and really trust what's happening in you. So it's really kind of a fun exercise to just be like, let's just pretend for the next 10 minutes that, that your heart is free and we, you can do whatever you want to do and you can desire whatever you want to desire. It's really beautiful, the freedom in guys' hearts as they start just to open up in that place. And so in this particular way, like God makes his will known to us in human ways, starting with our hearts. Now, if we're, if we're struggling with sin and struggling with the particular things, we can question our hearts sometimes, sure. But we can begin to trust in the Lord our hearts when we start to open those places. And that's fun. That's what makes discernment exciting when you start to feel things deeply. I feel things deeply for this particular person I'm in a relationship with, or she's really beautiful, or I like spending time with her, or I wonder what this means to move forward in this particular relationship. That happens in our hearts, right? And so that's just a wonderful place to start and not to be afraid of. It makes me think of the quote from St. Augustine when he says, love like God, then do whatever you want, right? I mean, (laughs) It's like if, if I if I love per if I love perfectly, which of course none of us do, but if I love perfectly, then it's like do whatever you want. Because then I know that the desires of my heart are always going to be perfectly conformed to God's will if I'm a person who loves perfectly. I, I was talking to a young lady recently who um, applied to a particular missionary program and she said she hoped that they said no, because if they said no, then she would know she was supposed to do something else. And so uh, it was kind of funny because they said yes. And so now she has these two goods in front of her. And she realized that what she is ultimately looking for is a sense of community, intentional prayer life and formation. And she can receive this at either place. And so she knows that she's totally free to walk through either door. They're both open to her. Uh, And so it's up to her to make that decision. And it's become more and more clear as she holds up that desire for those three things, the place where she feels like she'll be able to receive that more deeply. And she's going to walk in that direction. Yeah. One of the things that God gives us as human beings is the gift of freedom. And sometimes we can be afraid of freedom. We can be afraid of making a choice. But God wants us to use the freedom he gave us. And again, we've said it before, when it comes to discernment, I never discern between good or evil. That's an easy discernment. (laughs) I don't choose evil. I choose to do good. But when we're choosing to discern between goods, you know, I think sometimes God just says, look, I want you to use your freedom. They're both good things. They both encourage conversion. They both are going to help you grow as a human being. They both make sense prudently. Then you know what? Again, this is where this is where we come back to desire. Again, a very human thing. God, God, what's the principle? God makes His will known to us in human ways. We all experience desire. Now, as Father Angels mentioned, sometimes I experience desires to do things that are not good, um, temptations to sin. But if it's a, all good desires come from God, and so this is where those good desires, you know, we especially if I'm living a life of grace, a life of prayer, I'm in the state of grace then I can begin to follow those good desires in my heart because that's where God's leading me. I say this all the time. When people ask, you know, Father, why did you become a priest? My simple answer is I became a priest because I wanted to become a priest. That That's it. 
that's, that was the call. The call was the desire that God put in my heart. Now, I didn't create that desire. God put that desire in my heart, and it just never went away. And it's still there today, thanks be to God. Again, very human. God speaks to us in our desires. Any thoughts on that too, just the gift of freedom? Any more thoughts on just you know, allowing God to direct us through our desires? I think that, that so often um, there's the, the fear of freedom is I'm going to do something wrong, but the, the reality that we can't do anything wrong if we're going with Jesus. Um, and I don't know, the fear that my desires might not actually satisfy me. That's a fear that I think I, ca- I come up against in some people that I've walked with. Yeah, and I think it's just important to acknowledge uh, competing desires can go coexist with one another. I don't have to hate parts of my life or parts of my other, des- like if I'm discerning the priesthood, I don't have to like all of a sudden not like marriage or not be drawn uh, to marriage. Like our, our desires can coexist and they discern in, in Latin means, discernere means to sift, right? So we put these desires that we have in like a sifter and we sift it back and forth. And as we, this is why discernment takes time. As, as discernment takes time, what remains in my heart is, is of the Lord, right? So the other things can sift, other good things. And that's kind of um, to the point is that we competing desires can be good, but what's the deeper desire sometimes? And on a natural level, sometimes when you're thinking about taking jobs, when you're thinking about discerning ministries, um, those kinds of things, okay, like you have equal desires and then God wants you to be free. But in, in more um, long-term discernment, when you're maybe discovering or discerning a long-term vocation, um, this is why it takes patience because you're like, okay, the, what's the desire is deeper. Um, and so you hold those things up, but that's when you when just make a distinction distinction between the day-to-day things where two goods could come and then also something that could just ask deeper questions that might take a little more time. I think too, just leaving space for God to respond to and fulfill desires in unexpected ways. Like, so the desire to be a mother and a father, that's like a natural instinctual thing about being a man and a woman. Like we desire to be mothers and fathers. And so to say like, well, I want to be a mom. So I know that I'm not called to religious life. Like that, that actually can't be a thing um, because we can't suppress that kind of desire. But what happened to me was like, oh my gosh, I get to be a mom in ways that I never imagined being a mom because I get to be a mom to so many people that I would never be able to give birth to physically. So it's just this beauty of um, the fulfillment of a desire that's a natural human desire, but he's fulfilling it on a supernatural level um, that he that he's capable of doing for all of our desires. I'll often say when I speak about discernment, I'll say, if you have a desire in your heart to be married, to have a family, then that's probably a pretty good sign that you're a human being. And I just want to dis- this is kind of my heart for net missionaries coming out. Like I think the, the, the challenges is just, just our desires don't necessarily, I, I keep wanting to bring this up desires and longings and, and dreams don't mean easy because I think when we're, we're wrestling when we're wrestling, well, like I have competing desires and that desire is easier and safer. So I'm just going to do that when the mission life on the road as a net missionary is, is going to be hard and it's going to be challenging. And so I'm just going to stay away from that. Right desires, the Lord equips us to achieve our desires. The Lord equips us to sacrifice self, ourselves in the midst of our desires, right? And so I just kind of feel like in the midst of this podcast, especially when we have our brothers and sisters as net missionaries, discerning to be a net missionary, it's it's a hard life. Being Being married is hard. Being a religious or a priest is hard. And being a net missionary is hard, right? Being in ministry is hard. But my desires and my longing for that particular work give me the courage and the strength to keep going in the midst of it, not just to be safe. And so we're not necessarily comparing desires and I just want to pick the comfortable one and I want to pick the, the, the safe one. And that's why I would really like to challenge you. Don't pick comfortable things because that's I don't think that's what God's will for us is. Right, that's the great John Paul quote, right? You're not called to comfort, you're called to greatness. You're called to holiness. 
I think too, uh, one thing that just very, maybe kind of a last thing in the God speaks in human ways we haven't spoken a whole lot about is just other people. Um, in the previous podcast, we talked about doing practical things that including having conversations with people who know you and love you. But how true is it that God often speaks to us about his will through other people. And so getting advice from other people. And sometimes, you know, this is where, of course, the great gift for those in, uh, in consecrated life, the gift of obedience, that there's actually someone who has to, gets to make the decision for me. And that actually, there's a freedom in that, that I can say, you know what, the, the will of the, the will of my superior, the will of my legitimate superior is the will of God for me. And there's a freedom there. And that's one of the gifts that obedience brings. But um, yeah, just we know that people's advice can be really helpful. So I encourage you as you're discerning things, listen to this podcast. Um, who are the people who know you and love you that also are spiritual, right? That understand the spiritual life and holiness. Um, go seek their advice because that's a great way that God can speak to you. As we spoke about taking those next right steps and concrete steps, like at those other people involved in the proposal will also be the ones to help open and close doors. If a young woman comes here and says, I'm going to apply to your community, that's not necessarily her decision. Uh, that's actually the decision of the community to say, yeah, we're inviting you to move forward in this step. I had to be invited to make final vows. Like it wasn't, that wasn't just like an, a given, like, well, I put in my time, I did my years of temporary vows. So it's time to make final vows. There's an invitation that's extended. Um, and so just recognizing that if, if the, there's not an invitation or if there's a no when you make a step then that's that's part of the way that god is communicating his will right all vocations have there are two sides to, to every vocation right religious life you have to say yes and the community has to say yes uh priesthood you have to say yes and your bishop who's going to ordain you has to say yes married life you have to say yes, and your spouse has to say yes. Um, there has to be a, a mutual discernment. It's the the guy who says the you know uh, tells the girl God is calling us to get married, and the girl's like, uh, well, God hasn't told me that yet. So it's it's got to be it's a marriage, right? Every vocation is a marriage in that sense, a spiritual marriage or an earthly marriage. Well, and something maybe like a job, right? Like you apply for a job, you have to say yes to the job. The boss has to say yes to the job. Net Ministries, you have to apply to Net Ministries, and Net Ministries has to say we think you'd be a good fit as a missionary with our with our group. Absolutely. And I would just, I would just, I would just end with this: just find someone wise to to bless you in discernment. Find someone wise to encourage you, to console you, to challenge you in the midst of discernment. Spiritual direction is a good thing. Not everybody in the world can have spiritual directors, but they can have someone in their life where they they can be blessed in, in being accompanied by. And I think that's important as we, so we don't discern isolated. I always joke, you can get weird if you're always by yourself, right? To have someone with me that can point out things that can encourage me and, and can make, yeah, uh, shed light on things that maybe need extra light. So anyway, just good not to do that alone. There's many people around uh, that can bless us in our discernment. Well, good. I just want to say a big thanks to both Sister Carolyn and Father Angelus for joining me on this podcast. It's been a great discussion talking about ways in which we can grow in our understanding of how to discern God's will for our lives. Thanks for your time, Sister, Father. Appreciate it. Great to be with you. Thanks for inviting us into this conversation. It's a gift to accompany young people, and it's a gift to accompany uh, Net Ministries. And it's great to be with you all and, and to be able to do this together. Well, good. Let's just close with our theme verse and a, and a little prayer. From Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and on your own intelligence do not rely. In all your ways be mindful of him, and he will make straight your paths. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your love for us and for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came to reveal the love that you have for us. 
who came to save us from our sins. Lord, give us the grace we need to know and to do your will. Help us not to be afraid to seek you one day at a time. Help us not to be afraid to pick up our crosses and follow you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May God bless you on your journey of discernment.